Welcome you to Living Life. Today we're continuing in our study in the book of Deuteronomy and we're in chapter 7. But I want us to go hundreds of years into the future with God's people and God speaks through Amos, this prophet, and he says to the people there in Israel, you among all the peoples have I chosen. And so you would think that when they hear that they might be feeling good about themselves. But then God says, therefore, I will punish you for all your iniquities. You see, when the people of God here in our text are to go into the promised land, they are then to live a holy life. They're to be devoted exclusively to God Almighty. They're to have no other gods before God. But there are these seven nations that are to be destroyed. And that's what we have God saying in his word here in our text, that they are to do this. They're to go in and destroy them, and they're to then live exclusively for God's glory. But down through history, we then find that the people didn't. And so God was going to have to bring judgment. And unfortunately, that judgment would be that they would be taken out of the promised land. But then we're thankful that they would return. But here we are in our text. The people are being charged. They're being told that they're set apart. They're to live as God wants them to live. And so let's keep that in mind as we now have the scriptures read for us at this time. Deuteronomy chapter 7 verses 12 through 26. If you pay attention to these laws and are careful to follow them, then the Lord your God will keep his covenant of love with you as he swore to your ancestors. He will love you and bless you and increase your numbers. He will bless the fruit of your womb, the crops of your land, your grain, new wine and olive oil the calves of your herds, and the lambs of your flocks in the land he swore to your ancestors to give you. You will be blessed more than any other people. None of your men or women will be childless, nor will any of your livestock be without young. The Lord will keep you free from every disease. He will not inflict on you the horrible diseases you knew in Egypt, but he will inflict them on all who hate you. You must destroy all the peoples the Lord your God gives over to you. Do not look on them with pity and do not serve their gods, for that will be a snare to you. You may say to yourselves, these nations are stronger than we are. How can we drive them out? But do not be afraid of them. Remember well what the Lord your God did to Pharaoh and to all Egypt. You saw with your own eyes the great trials, the signs and wonders, the mighty hand and outstretched arm with which the Lord your God brought you out. The Lord your God will do the same to all the peoples you now fear. 
Moreover, the Lord your God will send the hornet among them, until even the survivors who hide from you have perished. Do not be terrified by them, for the Lord your God who is among you is a great and awesome God. The Lord your God will drive out those nations before you little by little. You will not be allowed to eliminate them all at once, or the wild animals will multiply around you. But the Lord your God will deliver them over to you, throwing them into great confusion until they are destroyed. He will give their kings into your hand, and you will wipe out their names from under heaven. No one will be able to stand up against you. You will destroy them. The images of their gods you are to burn in the fire. Do not covet the silver and gold on them, and do not take it for yourselves, or you will be ensnared by it, for it is detestable to the Lord your God. Do not bring a detestable thing into your house, or you, like it, will be set apart for destruction. Regard it as vile and utterly detested, for it is set apart for destruction. So after the seven nations that are in the Promised Land are destroyed, we're told that there are still some that are, these inhabitants are hiding and God is going to deal with them because he wants to destroy all that sin that is there in the land. And they, he wants his people to just truly follow him every step of the way. And so there's this amazing text, this verse in our passage today, and I want to read it for you at this time. It's verse 20. It says, Moreover, the Lord your God will send the hornet among them until even the survivors who hide from you have perished. And so here God has the means of whatever he wants to do. He can use even hornets to destroy sin. And he sees those people that are hiding. You see, God sees everything. And if we think of this in a spiritual way, that he can see even that hidden sin that's in our lives. You know, when we come to the Lord, we're so thankful that so much of our past, our old self, just is destroyed. But there's some things that linger on inside of us, this hidden sin, or I call it our automatic transmission problem, because it kind of just, some of those qualities that we have and habits, they kind of come with us when we come into a relationship with God. And God wants to deal with those sins in our lives. For example, he wants to really focus in on sin like pride. I mean, there can be this hidden desire to be noticed and to have a good reputation or to look good. I know for myself that there was a time when God used fire ants, not hornets, but fire ants to help me deal with this hidden sin of pride. What happened is that I had bought a really nice shirt and I thought that I looked really good in it and inside I had pride. And one day when I put that shirt on and I had that hidden pride, I felt like the shirt didn't feel as comfortable as it used to. And then I noticed that 
there were ants on it, but they were fire ants. And there was hundreds, maybe even thousands of them. They just swarmed in on that shirt. And I had to tear the shirt off, run into the shower, and try to get all of that off. And when I looked in my closet and looked at every single piece of garment, there was no ant. It was only on that one shirt, the one that I took pride in. And so I believe God used fire ants to help deal with that sin in my life, that hidden sin. But of course, he can battle other things in our lives. I mean, we know like anger is something that people can hide in their lives. And boy, people can have sports rage or road rage and just anger that sometimes is just deep inside and God might want to deal with that sin. But for the people here in Israel's time, in this part of their history, one of the sins that they had to deal with was idolatry. And so like in our text, in verse 25, it says, the images of their gods you are to burn in the fire. I mean, they had idols and altars and many things that were maybe even hidden for a while and they needed to be destroyed. Well, there's so much that God could really work in our lives, like narcissism. You know, too often I think today we, we live in a culture that's all about me and we can just really focus in on ourselves and not looking and focusing on God and doing His will out and about in this world that God so loves. Oh yes, there's just so many things that God can send, even the hornet or the fire ant or whatever it might be to really deal with something that's in our lives. For example, fear. I know that right now with what we're dealing with as a nation, as a world, it can cause a lot of fear in our lives. And really this could be a test of our joyful confidence in God. And I just want to encourage you that maybe God wants to deal with you right now with that fear that is misplaced and you really need to trust in the Lord. Well, there's so many other things that God can do to help us to eliminate this sin in our lives. But here today in our text, I think it's just amazing that he would use something like the hornet to do his will. Well, God has every means available to work in our lives. And so let's be people who pay attention to him and actually follow his will. And let's do that to his glory and our joy. So as we close our Living Life devotion today, and we're considering this whole idea of being set apart and that there's to be the removal of all sin, yes, there in the promised land and also in our hearts. And one of the things that I think God might have to deal with us, that hidden sin of doubt, just kind of an uncertainty 
about God's goodness and his faithfulness. And we need to be people who can really understand and have that doubt removed so that we can live with an assurance of his love for us and that he is a refuge and strength, a very present help in time of trouble like we're in in these particular days. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we are just so thankful that you are a good and gracious God and that you choose us to be your people. But Father, with that, you want us to live into a life of holiness. And so, Lord, I pray that you would encourage us. And even in times, Lord, where there are some hidden sins, Lord, we welcome you to send whatever means available so that we can have that sin removed. Father, we know that we cannot hide anything from you. And so we want to love you with all of our heart and soul and mind and strength and to be a people who would love others. Lord, we pray this and we thank you and praise you in Christ's name. Amen. Singer soul, let you fall, don't stepping in closer.